This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Sometimes the background to these stories is uh, uh, just as interesting as what actually ended up happening. Because some things won't happen unless somebody takes a step. And this lady uh, in our church, and we're still in contact with them, they're now, uh, this couple now have to be approaching, they're between 85 and 90 years old now. Uh, they were in our first church. and um, But she was just looking out this window and thinking, I wonder whatever happened to Betty, which was this name of this little girl that she remembered the family. And this little girl couldn't, couldn't walk and she couldn't crawl. Her arms were uh, totally deformed and so were her legs. And so, uh, and that's how it started with her. And she just started praying about it, you know, just started praying, you know, and started asking the Lord, uh, you know, sure would like to find Betty, you know. And so uh, she got past some of the praying time and, and uh, decided, I'm going to just start looking around. She found out that Betty, this little girl, lived six miles away from where she did. And she hadn't seen him in years, seen her in 40 years. Um, so she went to visit Betty. She was in a medical care facility. She was a ward of the court because she had no family members still alive. Uh, all of her brothers and sisters had the same crippling type of disease and they all died young. Betty outlived everyone. And uh, uh, they didn't have, they had a, a vehicle, but it wasn't a vehicle that they could kind of get her to church in. So uh, this family, even though all their children were grown up and out of the house, they decided to go buy a, a bigger van because they went out there and started talking to Betty and asked her if she'd like to come to church. And they led her to the Lord. She got saved. And so they thought, we need to get her in church. So they got permission to pick her up every Sunday, bring her to church. But they bought a van. They sold their vehicle and bought this big van. You know what I'm talking about, big van. and So that they could get a wheelchair in there and bring her to church. Actually, there's a room in there for two wheelchairs. And there was another lady they ended up, uh, started to bring too. And so they, um, anyway, they, they brought her. And uh, when I first met Betty, you know, her... Uh, she had glasses on, and her hair was all disheveled, and she was, uh, she, her hair, her head was rocking like this all the time. I'll tell you why in a minute. I didn't know at first. And uh, she had no control over just about anything. <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? I was teaching a class like this one time on an evening service, and I, I, I was just kind of tired of phones going off and I kept hearing this one phone going off uh, one night and uh, my son was running the camera in the back and I was just about to say something would you please turn the your phone off and um, my son leans out and he goes it's your phone 
so you're in good company. <laughs> I was teaching in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at a, uh, at a, uh, uh, most of the people are Hispanic there, speak Spanish, but they, they have their English service uh, normally. And, but uh, I was there, and I'm telling you what, the phones were going off all the time. Everyone seemed to have five or six phones, and they were just, it was just going off. Finally, I just said, okay, everyone take your phone out and turn it on. <laughs> I said, just turn it on. Let them ring. Not one more call came in. <laughs> and they turned their phones on. Anyway, that's all right. But let's talk about Betty here a little bit because Jesus is wonderful. Yes. Jesus is wonderful. And so I've been told you don't build your church by bringing in the crippled and the blind and the, the lowest of the low in society. You don't build your church. You don't want to do that. You want the people with a lot of money coming into your church. Oh, boy. Well, I want a church that looks just like all of us. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And so, anyway, Betty started showing up. And when I, you know, she, she didn't have control over her body functions. And she, she had teeth that they had made for her, but she often forgot to bring them. You know? But she, uh, she fell in love with me the first moment I saw her. I don't know what else to say. And so I went over and I introduced myself and, and she goes, I'm Betty. And I said, hi, Betty, welcome. And I just bent over and gave her a big hug, give her a big, and she planted a kiss on the side of my face. <laughs> and it was just, you know, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, thank you. I'm glad you're here. And so, uh, Betty is in heaven today. I'll tell you that right now. She's in heaven today. She just went over this last year at the age of 80-something. All right, I'll tell you that. But uh, to this day, she's 10 times more joyful than any other Christian I've ever met. Joy just rolled out of her all the time. I'd tell my wife, I'm going to go cheer up Betty. And she'd laugh. She says, I know why you're going out there. I'd go out there to get encouraged. <laughs> I mean, she would. She just, oh, wow. And she, uh, everybody knew Betty in the facility. Everybody knew her. She knew everyone. And she was just laughing and smiling, and she just loved the Lord. I mean, it just oozed out of her. It was just wonderful. Sloppy kisses and everything. And, uh, but one day I went out there to see her and uh, 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 she wasn't happy. I'd never seen her in that case situation before. And uh, I'm teaching on the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. And when this happened, we had like 15 people in the church. She would have been like 14th or 15th coming. The next year went up over 100, and this is part of the reason why. But uh, uh, I found her. Usually she, was, she knew I'd be out there a certain day or a certain time, so she'd be pretty much positioned herself, have somebody move her out there. So, uh, but she wasn't there. And so I was looking around. They said, well, she's over in this other room. And I went in. She's the only one in this room. And she's sitting behind a table. 
And so I just found a chair and went up and, and I said, are you okay? I thought something was really bad, you know, because she was just not, she was just, you know, just like a, a drooping flower. She just, and she just wasn't like that at all, ever. And so I pulled a chair up and started talking to her and this is what she started to tell me. She said, uh, she says, I know you don't know this, but I can't see out of this one eye. I said, well, what happened? She said a few years ago, she started complaining that she had pain in her eye and being in a facility like that, they didn't pay any attention to her. So by the time they did have it checked, her eye went totally blind. No light, nothing there, okay? And she said, and now my other eye is doing the same thing and they won't listen to me. Well, her other eye, see, both her eyes were crossed. That's why she was always going like this. She's trying to see who was in the room. This lady had nothing going for her. No money, no family, all right? No freedom, really, no privacy. She had nothing. And when she said that, just something on the inside, you know, just that, and this, this, just a wave of compassion just started going, what else can happen to this woman? What? And that's exactly, oh, Betty. And she says, my eye hurts really bad. I said, well, Betty, I know what to do. I'm going to pray. And, it, you know, the pain's going to go. And so when I just took her, took her hand, it, it was kind of jerking around, but I just took her hand across there. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to take away this pain now. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And she shrieked. When I say shriek, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You don't have to do it, but it was a shriek. Now, I've heard ones that are just, you know, out of fear or whatever, but this was mixed with something else. When she shrieked, she started screaming, I can see, I can see, I can see, and here's God's man of faith and power. I go, you can what? <laughs> I have to tell you the way it was. Because what happened, I wasn't expecting that. I'm dealing with some pain. God's dealing with something else. God gave her two brand new eyes. She could see perfectly through her eyes. And she told everybody. I mean, she told everyone. She probably told people that wouldn't even stay around to listen. And so they were constantly trying to push her glasses back on because they had bought her those glasses. And uh, they kept, whenever they saw her, they'd put her glasses back on. She'd shake them off, you know. See, she could see perfectly. Well, sometime after that, they thought, well, we better take her and get her eyes looked at. She's kind of going strange on us. And... Uh, Oh, by the way, when she started telling everybody, that was the last day that that, or, that place where she lived, that's the last day they let her come to our church. Yeah. 
And so uh, they wouldn't let her come for a year. But the reason they let her come back to our church is when they took her to the eye doctor that was the same eye doctor from before. It was a different nurse that did the eye examination. She didn't know Betty, didn't know anything about the file. So she went in there and she did the, the wall chart. And so from a distance, Betty read both charts, first with one eye and then the other eye without her glasses. I couldn't even do that, all right? And, uh, and then the nurse got the, her file out and started looking through it, and then she shrieked. She says, something is terribly wrong. She thought the file was all mixed up. The doctor came and examined Betty. She says, I, this is what he said. She, he says, I don't believe in anything. He says, but now I have to believe something because you have two brand new eyes. Wow. What happened? And Betty goes, are you ready for this? Jesus. She never said me, never said the church, never said anybody else, because it wasn't us. She goes, Jesus gave me my eyes. And he says, I don't believe in anything like that. He says, but now I have to start believing something. He says, because I I can see this happen. And I got the phone call from the lady that was so rude to me one uh, one day when she forbid me to even go onto the premises anymore to visit Betty. I told you there's times to push back. I pushed back. Because she was saying I couldn't visit and I said, I'm a taxpayer. And I said, uh, are you sure you want to tell me I can't come here? I'm a minister. I said, are you sure? She goes, well, I guess I can't tell you that, but you can't bring your Bible. I said, now let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. The Constitution of the United States tells us that we have certain freedoms. Are you telling me that in that facility, you're not part of the United States? I says, if you like, I'll talk to your superiors. No, I can't. You can bring your Bible, but she can't go to your church anymore. Well, she... she you know, but the phone call I got about a year later was, uh, Mr. Beebe, if you'd like to come out, I'd like to talk with you. I said, maybe we can get it done over the phone. She says, that might be easier for me because I have to apologize to you. She says, I was dreadfully wrong. I was totally wrong. And as a matter of fact, Betty could come back to your church whenever you want her. You can take her anytime to anything. And you can take any of the other people out of the facility and bring them to your church. Two brand new eyes. Now, are you ready to shout about something? Blind eyes is pretty good. Let me tell you something about the name. When we utter the name of Jesus in faith, we do so because we believe we have dominion. Is that right? Yes, sir. We have authority. Is that true? Yes, sir. Okay. So when we're standing with the power of attorney to use that name, it looks like we are just only standing over something and saying, you get, you change, you stop. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. From our standpoint, we're using our right, our legal right to do that. But let me show you another aspect. 
when Jesus' names uttered in faith, I believe he stands. Because when his name's uttered in faith, he says, that will I do. When we utter the name in faith, if we could just see in heaven what takes place, he is now online. He is now the one. Do you see that? Because I can't work up the dunamis. That's his part. We believe and obey. He confirms the word with signs following. Amen? Get that picture. In the name of Jesus, you have to picture him getting involved. I believe it. Amen? I just believe it. So, um, we were there for three years. Moved on. I didn't think I was going to pastor again. And then it ended up pastoring again. Still kept in touch with the pastor that we put in after we left. So, we, we kept updated on Betty over the years. We'd see her at certain events. At the 25th anniversary of that church, that, we, that was our first church we pioneered, uh, they invited me to come back and, and be the speaker that Sunday, which I was glad to do. Matter of fact, I was just at that church a few months ago. They'd asked me to, that, that pastor that I'd left it to, he's retired now, and uh, uh, another pastor had come in. Uh, the pastor that's in now is married to one of the teenagers that was in our youth group. <laughs> Still family, all right? Uh, and we remember her when she was, you know, very young. So, um, but at the 25th anniversary, we went back there. And so the pastor got up and said, uh, and we'd been seated. I was seated in the front here next to my wife for a while. Uh, and they had things going on. Uh, they had uh, a presentation, photo presentation, all kinds of things. And somebody came over to me and the pastor had said, well, we've got, you know, 10 of the original 12 here with us. Two have gone into heaven and we still have 10 here. And, but what he, he didn't say that he had 13 of the, uh, the second year, 15. Had he said that, I'd have started looking, okay? But uh, somebody come over and said, uh, they said, uh, have you seen Betty? I said, Betty? I didn't see Betty. I said, I, di I didn't see a wheelchair in here. And this person looked at me like, What's wrong with you? I said, where's Betty? She says, well, she's, she's just directly behind you back about six rows. And I, I got up and I started looking like this. And I'm, I'm still looking for wheels. And I started walking back there. And here's this little lady. Standing up straight. Now, I was there to see her get two brand new eyes, but she stayed in that church that preached about Jesus and preached healing and preached the overcoming life. She was there for 25 years hearing the word, and guess what happened? Her arms and legs started to straighten out. She was no longer in the medical care facility. She was living outside in a, a house. There were some other people with her, but she was out on her, basically on her own. She never, she never drove, but she was only about this tall. She was a tiny little thing. 
And just, uh, oh, about a, oh, less than a year ago, she went home to be with the Lord. I found out about the funeral just a little late. I couldn't get to it. But uh, most joyful person I ever met. But the way she started out in life. See, we want to see great miracles in our churches, but we don't want people in our churches that have all those problems. You know what I'm talking about? We want them all cleaned up before they get here. We want everyone to be millionaires before they get in. Are you listening to me? But here again, it comes back to that name. Amen? When I just said the name, I'm thinking deal with the pain. Okay? That's why she said that. The pain. That's all I could think of. But when I said the name of Jesus, Jesus was thinking something a little bit differently. Amen? Isn't it fun to be a Christian? I, I, there's a lot of times I'd go back to my house and, and, I, and I'd sit down and tell my wife, I said, uh, okay, this is what happened. I can't explain it, but Betty can now see perfectly. <laughs> my wife's going, what? You know, because you're just overwhelmed with it. You know what I'm talking about? Because shouldn't it be something dramatic? Shouldn't it be something that, you know, I came out and I had this staff in my hand and I waved the staff over the water and the waters parted and you kind of think it's like that. It's just loving people. If you follow that love using the name, if you just follow that, you'll see signs, wonders, and miracles. I had a small church. When I became a regional director for Rama, um, for um, I had four states, but I had the smallest church of any of the other pastors anyway, anywhere. And I just, I mean, we just didn't have as nice as what everyone else had. Okay? I was fighting. My board didn't want me to be the regional director after a while. You know? Here again, it's people get offended. But it's not based on how big the building is, how nice it is. It's all about loving people. Amen? Hope you're getting stuff out of this. I just like to talk about the Lord. Because it won't be too long and you'll be having these testimonies. It won't be too long. Put the word first. Act on that word. Develop your faith. Go be a blessing to people. Amen. I remember the first prayer line I ever had. Uh, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be anything major in it. You know? Lord, just let these people coming forth that are sick, just let them have headaches, you know? I had pretty good faith for headaches in those days. Now, first person had cancer. But that first person got healed, too. Because it's, it's, it's not me, all right? I hope you're getting something out of this. Like I said, I could tell stories all the time. Um, open up the book of Acts, all right? We read there um, in chapter 3. But let me just... Uh, Pastor Osteen, I heard him teach us. I was actually in his, uh, visiting his church when he taught this. And then I got the tape, listened to it over and over for years. He was talking about a place somewhere in the world where uh, uh, everyone in this village was ill, very sick. And uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on. 
So they had some people, some doctors went out to that village to start doing some testing. And uh, eventually what they found out is, uh, you know, the whole, the whole uh, uh, village was being poisoned somehow and they didn't know what was going on. And so as they, they started looking around and one of the doctors kind of went out on a, on a hike and uh, what he found out was that some animal had uh, died right in the river and the river wasn't going very fast and uh, all the people were going down to the river below where that animal was and they were all getting ill and it wasn't good. And so uh, Pastor Osteen uh, used that as an example. He says, if you look at the book of Acts, in other words, going back up the river, far enough back up the river of the river of the Spirit of God flowing out through the church, he says, if we go far enough back up the river where the water is still pure, okay, back before man's contamination got in that river with religion and, and everything else, if you go, go far enough back to the book of Acts, you'll see that there were cer certain things that were real important in the, uh, to that early church. He says, if you'll take a marker and go through, he, and he just gave a few things. He says, but if you'll look you'll see that these things were important back then and you don't always see them today. And we've got a sick church today. He said, we need to go back to the Word of God, back up river again. And he says, there's certain themes, one which is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen? How many know that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not appreciated everywhere? Mm-hmm. Um, Talk about the name of Jesus. Uh, what was it? Uh, another one was uh, uh, unity. Okay. They were all of one accord in one place. And uh, anyway, he said, go back. And, and he said the other one was, mention how many times the Word of God is mentioned. Okay. And so um, I started doing that. And I've gone through several Bibles just like these. I can't get them anymore. Um, and that's why I don't want to give this one up. I've got other reasons. My daughter wrote in this. You see that? She was two. And so when I, uh, I'm trying to talk to her and she's two years old, I said, Dana, did you write in Daddy's Bible? So that's how it started. And it kind of became a game with us, but I didn't do it all the time. But as she grew older, you know, a couple of years, a couple of years, a couple of years, you know, like this. As she grows older, from time to time, because she, she'd sit down with me when I'm reading my Bible and she'd be looking at it. She'd see me marking in there. And uh, I'd catch her in there every once in a while looking at the marks that she made. And uh, other pictures that she's now put in there over the years. She's... Actually, my daughter's quite a gifted artist now. <laughs> Pretty amazing. But uh, she finally got to that age where she's starting to really get a grasp of right and wrong. You know what I'm talking about? And I said to her, I said, Now, Dana, did you write in Daddy's Bible? She hung her head. And I thought, okay, now we, we can deal with this. 
Yes, Daddy. But it says I love you. <laughs> See, I had her for a second. You know what I'm talking about. I, I was in control of that whole situation till she turned that. Men, that's what women do. And men, and men too. Is that is that what you said? I can't argue that, but I'm I'm preaching. All right. What do we got before break? How many minutes? Or is it time right now? Okay, I'm going to add all the hands up back there. Okay. All right. In the book of Acts, uh, let me just show you a couple of references, and I want to show you here. And here again, if if you're if you're sitting here. This evening, afternoon, whatever we would call it right now, afternoon. Um, and you say, well, how do I develop my faith in the name? I'm going to show you how to do it. Can I just show you how to do it? Yes. All the verses that I've given you that refer to the name, get them, mark them, and meditate on them. Okay? So that you can come sometime and just say, uh, and you can tell me what it says. I would ask people all the time, well, what scriptures are you going to be standing on? They go, any of them? No, no, what verse are you actually believing and you want God? No, just any, whatever fits. That's not Bible faith, is it? All right. But that's the way the world thinks. Uh, in Acts chapter uh, 2, in verse uh, 21, it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? That's the first message to the church. First message to the church and to everyone standing around. Who's speaking? Peter. Who's anointing him to say these things? The Holy Ghost. Next verse. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. There's times that I'll just utter his name over and over and over and over. Not looking for a feeling, not looking for anything else. I just like the name. There is something about that name. Brother Osteen went and prayed for this uh, one relative of his who is totally out of it. I think she... She'd had some problems and there was a spirit involved and she was very ill. And he finally uh, went in there and said, uh, and said uh, in the name of Jesus, I command you to be whole and I take authority over this and that. And she recovered. But her testimony was this. Because she heard him tell it one time and, and she corrected him afterwards, said, no, that's not what happened. Why, why are you saying that? Why is that? She said, Jesus spoke out loud and said, be free of everything. He uttered the name and gave a commandment. What she heard, she heard the voice of Jesus calling her into her right mind. We're not in this by ourselves, by the way. We're workers together with him. Okay? And then... Um, uh, in verse 32, this Jesus, notice where the name is mentioned. Verse 36, this same Jesus whom ye crucified. That's pretty direct, isn't it? 
Oh, by the way, you crucified the Lord of glory. Okay? And in verse 38, hey, we're just in the second chapter here. When they asked, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of what? Jesus Christ. So, and right away, the name of Jesus is everywhere, isn't it? Should I move? The name of Jesus is emphasized. How come we don't hear this in the church anymore? Now, maybe you do, your church. But I asked pastors, I, I was telling you that before. I'll ask them. Now, I said, well, when, when, when was the last time you taught on the subject of faith? Oh, I taught on that when I first came here. I did a series on faith when I first came here. Well, I said, well, how long have you been here? They said, well, seven years. Do you realize your church changes each year? Amen? And some of the people that are there at that year have now grown seven years older. If you were 12 then, you're going to hear it different when you're what? 17, 18, 19 years old, you're going to hear it differently. You have people come in and go out, is that right? Anyway, I have to take credit for some of that because a lot of these are students that I taught years ago. And they didn't get it when I'm uh, teaching the way I do right now. They didn't get it. They were listening for something else, I guess. All right? Now, um, in chapter 3, I, I won't go very long here, but I just want to show you how many times up before people get into, the, into everything else, throw their ideas in here. In chapter 3, verse 6, we read this. What did Peter say? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name. Everyone say, in the name. In the name. In the name. In the name. Brother Bibi, what do I do when I go to the hospital and I don't know what to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to help this person because <laughs> you don't always know. Okay? But there is something about that name. I could tell you all kinds of stories about that. All right? Verse 13. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son who? Jesus. Jesus. All right, verse 16, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom you see and know. Yea, faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of y'all. All right, but you could argue a couple things here. Who had the faith there at the gate beautiful? We have a tendency just to look at the man who looked at Peter expecting to receive something. Is that right? Yes. And he did have an expectancy. But that man had no faith in the name of Jesus. So who's Peter saying? And faith in that name. He was talking about his own faith in that name. Do you see how important it is as a minister to have faith in the name. Amen. If you've got relatives that are sick, people that you want to go minister, especially if they're unsaved and they're sick, I'd put my target on them right now. I'd go, aha. 
Amen? It works. I can tell you it works. I said it works. It works. Amen. And then when mama gets healed or if grandpa gets healed, then things are a lot better. Amen. How much time do we have? One minute. All right. In verse 20, and ye shall send Jesus Christ. There's the name is mentioned again. In verse, the end of verse 25. Um, excuse me, uh, verse 26. Uh, having raised up his son Jesus. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Yeah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's the good news, isn't it? He died on the cross for our sins. He is raised from the dead for our justification. He's now alive forevermore. He's Lord over all. Isn't that great? The more you talk about Jesus. I determined years ago not to talk about my anointing. Because sometimes I think people hear my annoying. Aren't you so blessed that I am here? Aren't you so blessed to be in my presence? No, that's rubbish. I said it's rubbish. We get our eyes on the vessel and on the messenger and miss the message all the time. Oh, I just want to be just like so-and-so. Well, we only need one of them. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website, www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 0810016394 or 0807657613.